This is Nest, produced in association with Foul Writing. The twelfth letter in this series is written and read by Gemma Oxley. Clara, if I could be there next to you, in the room next to Jeremy, in the room next to Florence's husband, in the room next to Florence, next to my dad, I would be there in a heartbeat. I can't imagine what you're going through, but now I'm thinking of you always. Mum has shipped us off to somewhere in Europe. I can't tell you where because she's afraid of us being found out, but I need you to know that I'm not in the UK anymore. And I miss it, actually. I miss it with every fibre of my being. Europe is nice, but it isn't Cornwall. I never thought I'd be the one to write those words, but here I am, missing the only home I've ever had. I feel like I'm living with so many secrets at the moment. I know mum knows the answers, but she isn't telling me anything. I feel so helpless here. And if she would just confide in me, I think we could help. I really think we could piece all of this together. It kind of started here with her. So surely it should end with us too? I don't know. I just wish this had never happened and those things never came into our lives. But she isn't letting me get in contact with Dad, and I'm so worried about him. I hope he knows how much I love him. I don't imagine you get to leave your room, but if you see him, or even if one of the nurses can get a message to him, tell him I love him, no matter what. Something I can tell you, though, which I hope brings you some comfort and maybe even hope. I found a letter in my mum's things from a Dr Elizabeth Penham. She had examined Dad and was really interested in what was going on. She'd heard about it all before, it was nothing new to her. She wanted to be kept updated on everything, and I have no idea what Mum has told her. But I decided to write to her. I told her about our theory and about everything that has happened, about you and Dad and the rest of the town. I think there's a really good chance she could help us with this, Clara. So, I have a favour to ask of you. I need you to hang in there. I need you to fight whatever this is and just wait. Wait for her to get there because I have a really, really good feeling that she knows a solution. A solution that could help us all. I hope this helps, even if it just eases your mind so you can get a few hours of sleep. I'm sorry. I am so sorry that this has happened to you, to us. I'll never be able to apologise enough, and you know if I could be there, I would. I promise you I'm not running. I'm not running away from the problem. I can't help but feel like a coward, and I really hope you don't think less of me now. Write to me. Write to me, Clara. Write to me when you're better, and tell me you're okay and you're alive. Come and find me. We'll forget about these eggs and this thing, and we'll run away, and we'll travel around Europe together. All I want is for us to be together again. Please be okay. Please get better. I miss you and dream of you every night. Sarah. Thank you for reading, Gemma. Thank you. (laughs) 
It's a really sweet letter. We've not had many sweet letters. No, I went soppy. Yeah, I've yeah. got that. That's my first note. <laughs> yeah. Soppy. Yeah, that's what I wanted I have to do. Sarah to Clara. Clara? Sarah to Clara. <laughs> yeah. Sarah to Clara. Uh-huh. Soppy. Soppy, yeah. Um, what, what made you want to write soppy? Um, I really like their relationship and mm. I really like the letters that we've already seen between them. And I think now that they are far apart, because obviously in the other letters they were still at least in Cornwall, but now there is an ocean between them, and you know, that kind of makes you a bit, a bit more soppy, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I wanted to kind of explore that side of their relationship. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. It does. <laughs> that's, that's the saying, isn't it? Yeah, and um, I think it does in this case as well yeah. with them, especially with Clara in hospital. Mm. Well, yeah, of course. There's that added element yeah. of, of <laughs> you know. YA drama in that yeah. one of them is hospitalised. Yep, and um, yeah, the other one can't go and see her. No. So we've had two letters between them now, mm-hmm. one yeah. from each of them. Yeah. And so you're returning to a, a voice that we've already heard from. Yes. So how did you find that process? You you had to read, obviously, the other letter written by Sarah. Did mm-hmm. you try and match the tone of that or yeah. did you kind of take it your own way? I did try and also, like I said before, they're in different stages mm. of what has happened. And in the last one, they had hinted at having their theory about what was going on with the eggs and the thing that came out of yeah. the eggs. And I did kind of want to come back to that as well and sort of, you know, she's taken it kind of into a, her own hands by contacting the doctor that we mm-hmm. heard from in, I think, the third letter. Yeah. Um, and I wanted her to kind of be... So that she could give Clara a bit of hope mm-hmm. and a bit of, like, you know, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. So there is still that, that mystery that yes. we had in, in those previous letters. Mm-hmm. But you've made it a lot more personal, in a way, in that you've really given us an insight into their relationship. Yeah. Um, because before... We knew that they were together. Mm-hmm. We knew that they were young. Yeah. Um, but we didn't really get a sense of what they would be like together. Sure. But you give us that with sort of the end of your letter with her mm-hmm. hopes for the future. We yeah. really get a sense of how much love there is between them, yeah. how much they care about each other, how much they want to forget the whole thing. You yeah. say about forget all of this and, and just travel Europe. Yeah. Um, which is the dream. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I mean, I don't know whether that will happen for them. <laughs> I hope. Perhaps. Yeah, we can hope that the next the next writers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, you mentioned the mm-hmm. doctor. Yes. Having possibly the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so you obviously read through the letters and you read yeah. that one. What what about that sort of stood out to you as something to pick up on in the future? Um, I think because she had seen it before, mm-hmm. and you know, she was very interested in what was going on um, with Sarah's dad. And she had examined him in that letter, like she had seen him and she had experience of th- experiences of this happening, in, happening. And I was a bit like, well, she will have done research into that. Mm. And since all of this has happened over this span of time, she will have definitely done something. Yeah. I feel like she's the kind of woman that would be like, right, Let's go. Get it done. Let's let's see what's going to happen and let's just sort this out. Yeah. And yeah, we, we definitely haven't followed up on her. And no. It's, it's been interesting. Yeah. That um, re- more recently, actually, um, this doctor has come up in our conversations mm-hmm. as I've been talking to the other writers. We've been 
sort of saying, oh, well, it was mentioned in this third letter yeah. that this and this happened, but no one has actually no. taken it on. No. Um, so I'm kind of glad that yeah. you've reopened that doorway. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of that develop and maybe that is where the answer yeah. lies. Yeah, because we don't know. No, I no mean, one we, knows. we definitely don't. We don't, the characters <laughs> don't. So it's like, well, why not try this? You know, like she's got nothing to lose at this point, Sarah, you mm. know. Her dad and her her girlfriend are in hospital. Yeah. Her her mum is ignoring it. Yeah. Essentially, by just going to Europe. Flying away. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, she's sort of like, Well, I have to do something. I think she feels very helpless, mm. which isn't a situation any of us like to be in. Yeah, you, you mentioned the mum, Olya. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you were saying about information that was kind of being held back yeah. by Olya. Um, was that because of what has happened in the past or was that a cheeky writer trick not to have to include information? No, I think <laughs> I think especially because cause the previous letter is Olia to her husband, obviously. Mm. And, um, and she gives him bits of information, but it's not like enough when, you know, like she's not giving anyone kind of enough. And I think... And I think she's she's protecting Sarah as well. Mm. She, you know, that's her daughter, and she calls her her baby in her life, in like a couple of the previous letters, and you know, and I think she just wants to protect her mm. at the end of the day, which is why they're going to Europe, which is why she's running away essentially from the situation. Yeah. But there is obviously a conflict there, yeah. and you you explore that by yeah. sort of explicitly saying that Sarah doesn't feel like she's running away, despite the the evidence yes um and that she feels like a coward which is really powerful imagery um so i kind of wanted to talk about your influences Mm. on this kind of the tone that you set here which starts very loving and doting and and sort of in the middle turns to this kind of angst and Mm -hmm. and confusion and then returns back to this kind of hopefulness for the future what have you been reading that's kind of influence that do you think is there anything that comes to mind um i don't know i mean i've only started recently reading for fun again that's true what with the degree <laughs> being yeah. over yeah no that's understandable um, and i don't know whether anything there would be applicable for this but i think a lot of that just comes from my own relationships mm-hmm. not necessarily romantic ones but with my friends and i know that if i was in their situation and if i had to leave I know that that's how I would feel. I would feel very helpless. And especially if, because obviously they're only communicating over letters. You know, we don't, we don't see anything else that's happening. You know, we don't know if they're having phone calls and FaceTimes and, you know, we're going to assume no. Yeah, well, it seems like they're on lockdown. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you sort of, every letter counts, Mm -hmm. basically, between these two, especially. And it's like, you want to get the love in there and you want to get that side of their relationship but also you know she's in hospital she can't do anything and Sarah I think Sarah is a bit like I need to help you yeah I need to give you some some hope Mm -hmm. that this will end and I think that's what anyone would want to hear from someone that loves them so we can end this yeah you know and I think that's that's pretty standard for a lot of, I don't know if we would call this dystopia, but 
yeah that yeah. kind of dramatic yeah uh fiction in the same yeah way. i mean it, it reminds you saying about the hope that this is coming to an end it just reminds me of endgame i know yeah. we were talking about <laughs> joking about it earlier but it genuinely that kind of hopefulness yeah. that only some of the characters have it's yeah. like this sarah is that that beacon yeah yeah she's the steve rogers of the nest yes, universe well. <laughs> and especially because she's young as well i mm. think it's important i think her age is important here because a lot of the other characters are adults i suppose you would call them yeah. you know she is still what, a teenager mm. and i think there is a kind of hope that comes from the youth absolutely and whereas the adults are a bit hardened to it and looking at it in different ways i think she is a bit more like it'll be fine everything ends up fine in the end this is the same storybook yeah yeah um it's interesting actually kind of talking about it ending up fine that there is you know we're talking about character motivations here but there is also a meta level of like we know that we're writing a story yeah and we do want it to have an ending it's ending soon in in a couple of letters so um you talked about beginnings and endings in the letter mm-hmm. itself as well. So within the fiction, there is this kind of end in sight. And then we all know that there is one coming. Yeah. Anyway, um, did you, were you kind of, th- did you have that thought as you were writing that you, yeah. you were planning for this ending? Or yes. were you just like, I want to say this? Yeah, I think it was a bit of both. I did want to just say what I wanted to mm-hmm. say, but also I knew that I was, you know, this is letter 12 and there's going to be 15. Yep. And I was like, so we need, whether it's a bit of hope or whether it's someone, the next people coming along and sort of, you know, because we, we all want to know what happens. Yeah. Everyone wants to know what's going to happen. And it it's nice to be able to plant seeds and see whether other people are going to take them. And I think that's why this project has been so good. Because it's nice to see what people have picked up on and the elements that people bring back. I think that's really interesting. Mm, it's such a different way of storytelling that yeah. I've never done before. And it's really exciting. Yeah. And I've been here since when we started being yeah. like, what's going to, what, what's happening? What's, what? what, what's, what's going next? What's going on? And <laughs> you know, I, you know, I've yeah. said that I don't envy being the people ending this. Because no, that's a lot of I. stuff to tie up at the yeah. end. Even uh, even at letter 12, I was a bit like, ooh, I? <laughs> what <laughs> you do know? you take? Yeah. yeah. You have to kind of pick yeah. and choose. Oh, this is also an interesting question that um, Danny mentioned when I was mm-hmm. speaking to her, that she was listening to certain music while she was writing that oh, really influenced her stuff because she she did like the breakup letter yes she did and she was listening was phenomenal. to like, yeah it was amazing and she was listening to a lot of like beyonce yeah. and like yeah. power ballads yeah, were you listening right. to anything in particular i wasn't listening to music but i was at the beach well there we go yeah so i was I think at the that, beach yeah that kind of you you have that cornwall longing yeah in your letter that yeah. she says she wouldn't have expected no. to miss cornwall as much as she does mm-hmm. yeah um, and i kind of like to think that they are they're hiding away somewhere by the sea, you know? Mm. So it's something familiar. It's not quite what they're used to, but it's mm. something familiar for them both. And I know that the sea brings me a lot of comfort. Mm. And I think that it does for these characters as well, mm. especially when you're by the sea, like all the time. Yeah, if you grow up by the yeah. sea, I guess it's part of you and the way that you deal with things. Yeah. Because it's just so alien in a way. It's yeah. amazing the yeah. way that you just literally wash your yes. problems away. <laughs> Yeah, and I like to think that's what Sarah was doing, mm-hmm. you know, sort of washing away as she was writing it down. Yeah. But she won't be able to let go of it until 
we know what happens, will she? You know, because it's it's her dad as well. Yeah, that's true. And she, and you do mention that. Yeah. She loves her dad, even yeah. though he's not been a great father. Yeah. And, and you know, he technically gave this thing. Yeah. To the whole town. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's not his fault, but it is his fault. <laughs> As with so many you men, <laughs> yeah, it's not well. really your fault, but also it's sort also, of your fault. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have done that. So, yeah. Um, so, Flynn is this really complicated character yeah. that we visited a lot yes. in this series. He's sort of become the de facto mm-hmm. villain, but also protagonist. It's yeah. a bit. It's a very complicated thing. We've re- written around him a lot, yes, um, as well as writing from him a couple of times. Um, but there is always this kind of respect and love for him, mm. despite all the things that he does in his in his life. Yes. And I find that really, uh, really interesting because we have his family in it. It really explores that family relationship, yeah. which is something that you write about a lot. Yeah, I do. Family <laughs> relationships. Um, so it was this. Again, you talk about like basing stuff on your real experiences with friends. Was there some of the family stuff that came mm, in as well? Definitely. You... Yeah. yeah. I think we all look at our parents and see you know there comes a point in your life where you're like oh you're human you're not just mum and dad you're human and then you notice that they they make mistakes Mm. because we are human and I think Sarah will have had to have had those moments as well with all of this going on she will have been you know like oh you are a flawed human Mm. and you know you have to as we all do you have to take the bad with the good and now that she's so far away from him she's she's probably mad at him still you mm. know because families are complicated but at the same time it's still her dad yes he has made a lot of mistakes but it's her dad yeah absolutely and you know they have had their problems and like we all have but at the end of the day you know she not knowing what's going to happen i think there's a part of her that just wants to clear the air a little bit if she can she's also the the age thing that you were talking about earlier she's at that age where mm. she's realized that her parents are human and not yeah. immortal gods yeah and then she's gone probably through that period of her life where she thinks she knows better than her parents all the time yes, and course. she seems to have like come out the other side of that yeah. you know she's what like around 18 i think yeah. which is kind of the period where you're like oh well that's going to be me soon and i need to yeah. buck up and kind of deal with the yeah. fact that everyone is real and yeah exactly human um so i think you well you do that really well but a lot of people don't have to go through that realization with people turning to stone and well yeah you know. that, that's an added complication <laughs> so that, uh, yeah no i remember when i turned mm. 17 and my dad turned into a statue and i just had to and then infected my whole oh, town <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah so i think she's doing all right i think given the circumstances <laughs> she's doing very well yeah yeah she's getting there she's getting there All right, thank you very much, Jenna. Oh, thank you. It's been wonderful. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And join us again in a couple of weeks for the next episode of Nest. In the meantime, check out everything else we do at foulwriting.com.